following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, hour number three on a Tuesday with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Inside this hour, we'll get an update on PGA Tour playoffs. Mark Wilson, PGA rules official who calls West Michigan home. West Michigan? Hey, where you from? From West Michigan. You east sider, north sider, UP? West Michigan. What if I start talking like that? How long do I stay on air? And again, I don't have a problem with anybody who puts those words together. West Michigan. West Michigan's number one shows. Mark Wilson, PGA rules official who calls West Michigan home. And also part of the prestigious PGA Golf Management Program at Ferris State University in Big Rapids. Join us for talk. PGA Playoffs later. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. What's up with the PGA and the Live Tour? And their merger. What's going on? What's happening? I did see an interesting trade, which is kind of cool for... A Tiger legend, Dan Petrie's son, from the Wings Twitter feed a couple of hours ago, the Wings acquired defenseman Jeff Petrie from the Canadians in exchange for Gustav Lindstrom and a conditional fourth-round pick in 2025, so they get a gritty veteran on the backside. I love this pickup, and it has to be pretty cool for Dan Petrie. And I think... Jeff Petrie's son went to Orchard Lake St. Mary. There we go. So that deal's done. And get this from Jim Comperoni at SpartanMeg.com. Jerry DiNardo on Big Ten Network's tour stop at Michigan State today. Quote, this is our 10th stop. To me, this is the team that has made the most progress from last year. Now, I did call Comp and ask... Was that about the football team or possibly the soccer team? That's not a shot at Mel Tucker, but that's Jerry DiNardo. But when they're doing their tour and they're wanting everybody to cheer on their team and watch the Big Ten Network, you know, it's like politicians at rallies and tour stops. I mean, Jerry DiNardo on the Big Ten Network's tour stop at Michigan State today, and he's their one of their football insiders. Quote, this is our 10th stop. To me, this is the team that has made the most progress from last year. 
Man. There's Superfly's picture of his fanny pack. I'm just not digging it. Uh, you can go to Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook there. I also saw that Stanford and Cal and Oregon State and Washington State looking for a conference. I made that huge prediction yesterday that I believe Stanford will be a part of the Big Ten within the next 30 days if they don't join the ACC. Question is, who? and there has to be a partner team come in, it seems like it would be Cal because of their academic standards, even though their campus can be a little wacko. So I'm guessing it will be Stanford Cal unless Notre Dame would shock the world and join the Big Ten. But with the expanded college football playoff to 12 teams, I don't see that happening. But, and I will say this with a big butt, and I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> that Notre Dame could make more money joining the Big Ten. So we'll keep you posted on that. I'm actually fine. If you've added Oregon and Washington and UCLA and USC, and you would add Stanford and Cal, you create a West Coast swing where a basketball team can go in and play two games, come back, they can fly back, and you get into the minor sports they can go out there and hit all the schools and not have to travel a million times west and the same for those six schools that were formerly the Pac-12 to the east. That's what I would do. I did see off of what we talked about on Monday, Phil Mickelson claims he did not bet on the 2002 Ryder Cup. There's a book out saying that reportedly he wanted to bet big money. He didn't get the bet in and team lost. Who knows? Everybody can lie so much today. You can lie on Twitter. Who's fact-checking? You can lie in a court of law. You can lie in a book. Unless you're under oath in a court of law, all those lawyers, they just lie. The people lie. Everybody's lying. One honest man that stands amongst all the liars is Mark Wilson, PGA rules official. He's standing by one of our PGA, LPGA Tour insiders, the FedEx Cup playoffs are going. I are going on right now. Moved to Chicago. I will say I enjoy the uh, the playoff golf. How you doing, Mark? Hey, great, Bill. And I was at that 2012 Ryder Cup that you were referring to. You know, you you may remember on Sunday that Rory McIlroy almost missed his tee time for the singles matches because he was watching the Golf Channel the night before, and those times were listed as Eastern time. And obviously Chicago's in the central time zone. He got that emergency ride, just made his tee time by a matter of minutes, was tying his shoes on the tee. So I don't know if that was the match that was Mickelson was questioning or, or which one. I think he was betting I think he was betting on the team to win at the end of the day on Sunday and they lost. So he uh, reportedly saw that book or something said he wanted to bet like what, four hundred grand on Team USA and I tell everybody that if you span that over decades and Phil Mickelson wants to gamble and he's made a billion dollars or half a billion, whatever it is, it's his choice. If he's paying his bills and he's not breaking any laws, it's his choice. I I don't know. Again, with rules officials 
and you would know it probably better than I would, Mark. Are there rules on the PGA Tour where you can't bet on yourself to win? Uh, you know, um, you mean as far as officials, we don't do any gambling. No, 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 not you, Mark. I'm not talking about you. I mean, I mean Mark goes, hey, a ball move, match is over. I think, no, I didn't, I didn't mean, I, I meant with golfers. Are golfers told they can't bet uh, on themselves uh, in a in a tournament, in a Ryder Cup, in a President's Cup, are they are the rules not from your not the golf rules? I'm talking PGA Tour rules that they can't bet on themselves. Yeah, I don't believe they have the same restriction as long as it's just beyond themselves. Not the way they are in other sports. You know, obviously the, there's the Lions players who are in trouble, and uh, over and even betting on your own team is is uh, prohibited in some of the team sports. Right. That's what I was just saying. If you it's kind of like a horse owner. I was talking to a couple of buddies about Mickelson uh, the other night, and I said, wait a minute. You know, horse trainers and horse owners will bet on themselves big money all the time to win. Yes, and in fact, that's how they make some of their money. Exactly. That's what I meant. So you're, you know, the PGA, you're an independent contractor, I guess. I don't know exactly what some of their other deals are now as things have evolved with the Live Tour. But, you know, you want to bet on yourself to win? Uh, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't uh, in golf. Right. right, exactly. Right. So we'll uh, we'll separate golf from the other team sports. Well, even in okay, I'll even say this in a team sport: if you bet on yourself to win, not not to lose or throw a game where it gets into shady territory, but if you bet on yourself to win, so I'm Justin Verlander. And I go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and I bet on myself to win. Is that is that crazy? But I know it's against the rules. I understand that. Like, same thing with Jamison Williams. He didn't bet on the NFL. He would have been suspended for the year if he would have bet on the NFL. If you bet on your own team, I think you're banned. You're just done. And he got his yeah. six-game suspension. So, I, again, I look at horse racing. I look at what goes on. You know, Phil has been a different cat. I mean, you know, Phil, you know, when you look at Liv and everybody went crazy on him and now you look where Liv is at and you look at Saudi Arabia spending hundreds of millions to sign big name soccer players, the amount of business that America, the military, uh, our government does with buying oil with Saudi Arabia. I mean, we can take the holier than thou side out of it. And now we're just waiting on how this Liv PGA DP World Tour partnership will shake out how do you think it's going to happen well there's been obviously the commissioner's uh leave of absence with respect to his health issues sort of quieted all this talk and i think getting into the playoff season now and obviously this upcoming playoff event this week is the last event to earn points for the Ryder cup so this is a big weekend so it really has sort of quieted the LIV PGA Tour talk, but I think there's still a lot of question marks. There's live players like Mickelson who say, you know, we don't really want to return to the PGA Tour, and we're happy with our own tour. Uh, I don't think in the end it's going to shake out that way. I think ultimately the PGA Tour will get together with the Saudi Investment Fund, and there will be some kind of there will be some big world events, the no-cut type events with the top 75 players in the world. 
uh, we're we're really headed, I think, in, in more of that direction. And those will be more worldwide events. So it'll be a kind of a combination, LIV, PGA Tour, DP World Tour. And then there'll be sort of subsets from there in terms of what players are going to play. And, you know, even for next year, Bill, on the PGA Tour, with some of these enhanced events, there's only 18 full field events from January to the playoffs. And so this top 50, these players who are currently in the top 50 are going to benefit tremendously next year in some of these limited field events. And by the way, top 50 are off to Chicago, uh, round two of the FedEx Cup playoffs on the PGA Tour. Mark Wilson, one of our PGA, LPGA insiders, PGA rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA golf management program, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee uh, guest line. Speaking of the Ryder Cup in Rome, uh, looking at the team rankings going into the final two stops, Scheffler... Top six get in, then six captain's picks by Zach Johnson. So Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Patrick Cantlay, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, Max Homa. There's your top six. And then just on the outside, you have Shoffley, uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, Cameron Young, Colin Morikawa is a ways back. It's going to be interesting uh, who gets the six automatic bids and what pressure that will put on Zach Johnson when you look at what the other six picks will be, the captain's picks. Yeah, absolutely. And there there can definitely be a lot of movement this week because essentially the Ryder Cup points, uh, just to be simple about this, every million dollars is worth a thousand points. And there's some exceptions for certain events and double for majors. But bottom line is that it is still possible for somebody like Spieth to move in or Xander or Max Homa based on their winnings from this week. And then for Brooks Kepka to drop out because Brooks obviously isn't playing this week. And so all of his basically 9,400 points that he's accumulated have been based on winnings in the majors. And so currently he's fifth. I think he's a lock, as a, obviously, as a pick if he finishes in the top six because he'll be in the top six in the standings. But then the question will be, well, will uh, Captain Zach Johnson pick an LIV player who maybe is seventh or eighth or depending on where the others move after this event? And this is the final chance for points. Next week at East Lake, um, uh, doesn't count toward the Ryder Cup points. So it's only this week at the BMW Championship, and you make a great point here, and you're Zach Johnson, and at least with the reports that surfaced earlier this summer with the Live and PGA and DP World Tour working towards you know, partnership, uh, unification, whatever you want to call it, I don't think there seems to be the same pressure there was you know, last spring, early summer, on Johnson that I believe he'll take the best field. And we've also seen what those live uh, golfers have done in majors and what they've done for TV ratings, which at the end of the day is what the Ryder Cup is all about, at least the modern-day Ryder Cup. Absolutely, it is. And I agree with you, Bill, that this announcement by the commissioner uh, a couple of months ago now about the the, uh, pending agreement that they're going to develop will alleviate some of that pressure on Zach Johnson if he still wants to pick Brooks 
if Brooks is out of the top six. And I think Brooks would be a great pick. I mean, he is an intimidating player when when you play against somebody like Brooks Kepka. I mean, you think about uh, matching a Brooks Kepka with a Scotty Scheffler, for example, in foursomes and uh, or four ball, either format, and you could really you could have an intimidating team. Obviously, the other wild card here that I think everybody's interested in, and I really like this man. He's a Clemson grad. And that's Lucas Glover, who is really a fine gentleman. I've known him for a long time, 43 years old, and currently moved up now to 16. Nobody's been better on the PGA Tour really in the last two months consistently. Number one in uh, proximity to the hole on approach shots and number 10 in driving accuracy. And uh, I think he's a great case for a captain's pick even if he is now at 16 in the Ryder Cup points. But he's moved all the way up from 121st to 4th in the FedEx Cup standings in just a matter of about three weeks. And I love uh, the long putter. He said it's changed his game. His putting has been uh, absolutely fantastic. And Glover is one of those guys that you can kind of feel through the TV set where you're just uh, cheering for him. He's in his 40s. You know, he's got those two wins and now all the exemptions uh, coming his way, uh, well-earned. Uh, Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, joining us. Mark, how many majors have you worked? 67. 67 majors. Wow. All right, so what's your next uh, gig? Uh, what are you working in terms of rules officiating? Uh, well, really, Bill, with my more limited travel schedule, uh, you know, I mentioned I was at the National PGA Junior Championship, which was just a really exciting event. So many outstanding young players. Uh, you know, many of them are still uh, have some time to finish in high school. In fact, the boys winner was only 14 years old, beat an entire field of 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. Uh, but with my more limited schedule right now, I don't, I don't have another event on the schedule for this season. Uh, obviously, the, the tour is going to wrap up. Uh, I, I'm not going to go to the Ryder Cup in Italy which is the end of September and early part of October. And then the tour schedule will start back up for fall. You going to work the Masters uh, next spring? I'll let you know. I, I hope that's a possibility, and uh, I will let you know if that's uh, going to happen. Will you let me know, Mark, because you are big-time Wilson. That's what I call you on the huge oh. show. One of our PGA and LPGA insiders, PGA rules official, talking about uh, the FedEx playoffs. So when it's all said and done, who do you think uh, wins a playoff on the PGA Tour this year? You know, I, I, I really am kind of thinking that the current hottest player, well, it'd be amazing if Lucas Glover moved up and won the whole thing. And I think right now I sort of like Rory McIlroy, who's sitting in third. And, you know, he's played pretty well recently also. Obviously, it's hard to count against uh, John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, who are currently first and second. But, um, you know, Lucas would kind of be your dark horse favorite uh, if he continues this streak, and, uh, and he likely could. But I'm kind of thinking Rory sitting there at third right now is a real strong possibility. Uh, before I let you go, I did see because the Olympics next summer uh, with golf involved and also uh, the different PGA Tour schedule that for some unexplained reason, the people behind the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit now are lining up 
uh, with the Dow Gray Lakes Bay Invitational the same week. Uh, both tournaments happening in Michigan. That is not a it's not a good move for either tournament in my mind. Yeah, I'm not sure why that happened, and I know that Dow was anxious to move their tournament a little earlier because they wouldn't have to finish on Saturday to get that to, to get those players over to Europe so that they could play the Avion and their other events in Europe. Um, and it it is unfortunate. I mean, that's a a, a sort of a strange quirk of scheduling to have two tours uh, play in pretty close proximity, really, uh, the uh, Bay City uh, uh, area, Midland area, and and, uh, and and Detroit, Metro Detroit, is pretty close proximity. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's too bad for spectators. Yeah, and I think part of it is the Olympics pushing some things back. It may be just a one-year aberration, so be it. Uh, all three tournaments uh, had monster crowds uh, this summer in the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational two-person LPGA team event in Midland at the beautiful Midland Country Club and the Meyer uh, event here on the west side of the state. Uh, just had uh, record crowds. Golf is alive and well in the state of Michigan. Mark, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk soon. My pleasure, Bill. Have a great week. Uh, he was one of the grand gentlemen of the game of golf, man. He really is as well-respected as anybody. If there was the Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Arnie Palmer of PGA rules officials, it would be Mark Wilson. 67 majors he's worked. He's never gotten me tickets to one round. <laughs> More golf with Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. Latest on the PGA, you know. Not P, now LPGA, just PGA, DP World Tour, and the Live Tour uh, merging. Uh, we'll hear from Rex from the Golf Channel Studios coming up here within 10 minutes. We do have our Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. What lion is going to have a breakout season in 2023? You tell me. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank, a local bank with local decision makers, and they're based locally in the state of Michigan, which is rare for one of those bigger banks. The huge question of the day, you can answer it, 1-866-838-4843. What line will have a breakout season? Also drop your comments at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. MLB Pipeline has come out with its latest prospects rankings, and the Tigers have four players in the top 100. Detroit's most recent first-round pick, center fielder Max Clark, is ranked 15th. 
He's off to a red-hot start in the Florida Complex League. Cole Keith, another pick out of high school three years ago, ranks 26th among all prospects after tearing up double-A and proving he can handle triple-A pitching. Jackson Job was drafted third overall in 2021 and battled through a spine injury. He's adapted quickly to high-A. He's ranked 59th in the top 100. And finally, the Tigers' first-round pick from 2022, Jace Young, pulls in at number 72. After powering through West Michigan, he's picked up right where he left off in Erie. The group has been a positive and a season that's been so far disappointing for the Tigers. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual tricks. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the laughs. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Look for the Pure Michigan Mix Frozen Drink available at participating McDonald's across Michigan. Through September 10th, you could score some great prizes from Pure Michigan Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Look for that Pure Michigan Mix through September 10th at participating McDonald's. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit, want to get his thoughts on the Lions' first preseason game. And also, he'll answer our Budweiser Folds of Honor, huge question of the day. What line will have a breakout season in 2023? Jeremy is standing by. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. I went back and watched uh, the DVR a couple times, and the one thing that stands out to me, and again, I know it's preseason games, and it was nice they rallied and won after being down at halftime, but the speed and athleticism I'm seeing on both sides of the ball is what really excites me about where the Lions are going. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I, th- I feel like they certainly made a concerted effort on both sides of the ball to, to get exactly kind of like smaller and faster, right? Um, they they kind of took on the offense first, I would say, with guys like Khalif Raymond and even Josh Reynolds. And, um, you know, last year was DJ Chark. Obviously, they go out and get Jamison Williams. Now you got Jameer Gibbs back there as well. Um, so, yeah, there's a ton of speed. And, and really on the offensive line, too, a guy like Benet Sewell, uh, crazy fast for a guy his size, too. And then, yeah, on the defensive side of all, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was, I was really impressed with the defensive effort on, on Friday night and um, led by a, a whole bunch of guys that, that you want to, to kind of be led by. Jack Campbell obviously had a really good game. Levi Onzarike, who I think everyone had kind of written off completely, I thought had a good game, especially in the second half there. Um, and, yeah, I, the, the, the edge 
group is is very deep, and, and we saw that deep into the the third and fourth quarter there, where the lines were just kind of uh, a menace to the Giants' offensive line. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, I think I think speed has kind of been one of the things this team is focused on. Even though they're kind of having this like gritty, we're going to run the ball mentality on you. I don't think they they've sacrificed any speed or athleticism to, to take on that identity. Hey, take on that identity, but also you look at Laporta faster than Hawk, uh, Gibbs faster than any running back they may have ever had, and that includes Barry, and J-Mo minus a six-game suspension for gambling faster than any receiver they've had. So upgrades, upgrades, upgrades. That's why I threw out that huge question of the day, what line is going to have the best breakout season? And there, there are a lot of possibilities, which is a good thing about the lines, Jeremy. Who do you think is at the top of that list for you? Oh man, I'd love it to be Jamison Williams, but uh, I think I'm not ready to go there with him yet. Uh, if we're talking, I mean, I'm gonna with breakout. I think that kind of eliminates rookies because I don't know. They, I feel like they haven't had a chance to break out, so it's hard to hard to call this a breakout season. So I would maybe go for a second or third year guy. Um, I'm looking at Josh Pascal, um, last year's second round pick, defensive end. Um, really had his rookie year hampered by injury, but he has come on and just been quietly one of the most consistently good players in training camp. I thought, again, he had a really good preseason game as well. He might not start, you know, he might not be a guy that, that gets you 10 sacks a season, but I think he is going to be a, a premier feature on this off on this defensive line. And, and I think maybe even by the end of the year, you might see him starting. And, and so, you know, I, I listened to the alternate broadcast of, of the preseason game there, and Brad Holmes was kind of saying the same things about Josh Pascal. So may, maybe more of an under-the-radar breakout candidate, but but I'm, I'm very intrigued by what he's shown so far and, and uh, what he can provide in 2023. I was talking during the last segment, my opening huge opinion, Jeremy, that these last two preseason games, which usually means squat outside of somebody trying to land a roster spot, but Jamison Williams having to miss the first six games, the drops he's had in practice and also in games, including that one last Friday, I think the next two games are big for him to get some confidence so he can hit the ground running when he comes off that six-game regular season suspension. Yeah, no, I no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think I think even last game, which I would agree with you, wasn't, wasn't his best effort um, and, and probably might. I mean, he's a – you talk to the guy and he doesn't feel like it doesn't seem like he's phased by anything that's going on. The, the suspension, the all the extra media attention, the, the criticism of the social media, the, the drops, none of that seems to be affecting his mood, which I think is an overall good thing. I, I don't think it's, it, I don't think it's a case where he's ambivalent to, and he doesn't care that the drops are happening. I think it's just, he's a, he's kind of the mentally guy, uh, mentally a guy who can um, block those things out. But in terms of just like getting better. Yeah. These next two weeks are huge for him. I think, I think like, there's still a lot he needs to do in terms of getting on the same page as his quarterback in terms of his route, um, you know, efficiency, getting, getting, making sure he's not wasting any steps. And then, yeah, working on the, the hands as well, because he's going to be away from the facility for, for the first three weeks of that suspension. He'll be able to come back and be around the field facility for the next three weeks. But um, really in terms of getting game reps, in terms of getting time with, with Jared Goff, it all starts and kind of ends in the next two, two and a half weeks here. So, um, I, I don't know if the, the preseason is really more important for anyone uh, as much as it is for, for Jameson Williams. Jeremy Reisman, Proud of Detroit. Follow him on Twitter and also uh, Facebook online, Proud of Detroit, great website. Uh, who's ready, you know, as I talk about the breakout year, who do you think takes a step back on the other side of that question that 
There may have been a lot of hope during the offseason, but this player could get surpassed by a rookie or a new free agent acquisition or somebody coming back uh, like Levi. Uh, who is that guy in the lines right now, if not guys plural? Yeah, I guess the, the first two guys that, that jumped to my mind are, are Jerry Jacobs and, and James Houston. Um, Jerry Jacobs is probably going to start the season as the, the outside corner opposite Cameron Sutton. But I think this team really likes Emmanuel Mosley, a guy that they added uh, this offseason from the 49ers, who was really about to break out, it seemed like, as, as a breakout star in, in San Francisco before he suffered his torn ACL. Um, unfortunately for him, it looks like he, he suffered a little bit of a setback and had to get a cleanup surgery. And now um, it's not entirely sure whether he's going to start the season ready to go or on the, the physically unable to perform list, the pup list. Uh, and if he starts on the pup list, that means he's going to miss the first four games. But once he's back, once he's healthy, I think he is very much a candidate to take over that starting spot away from Jerry Jacobs, even though they love Jerry Jacobs a lot, even though he's a very good and talented player. I, I think there's a reason they went out and tried to get Amanda Mosley. So I think he's a guy that, that Jerry Jacobs is a guy that, that could see his role diminish as the season goes on. And then in terms of James Houston, it's, it's, it's a really fascinating situation to me because he's a guy that, I mean, obviously he has, you know, eight sacks in seven games or whatever it was last season. And, and everyone's really excited about where he can go in year two, but the lions are treating this guy like he's a third stringer right now. He's, he's constantly repping with the second and third team. Um, and, and given how deep they are, you know, they got, they got Josh Pascal, they got Aiden Hutchinson, they got Charles Harris, they've got Julian and Romeo Aquara. Um, I don't know if, if James Houston is really going to take a year two step, um, you know, and, and, you know, I don't think he's not going to make the team, but I, I do think he still has work to do to make sure he locks up a roster spot, which I understand sounds kind of crazy considering how good he was towards the end of last season, but the Lions want a more well-rounded player out there so that he's not a liability in the run game. So he's not a liability um, when it comes to maybe some of the better offensive tackles in the league. And so there's still a lot of growth and development for that guy to go for, to, to make. Uh, and I think in, in the meantime, he's only going to have a very small situational role on, on game day. And, and maybe he still makes the, the most of those opportunities, but I think people expecting him to take a huge year to, to jump to, to maybe get 10 plus sack this season might need to temper expectations a little bit. I think he's a situational pass rusher. And again, uh, with their depth or developing, which is kind of crazy because all off season, Jeremy, we talked about, Hey, they need the, they need depth at linebacker depth at, uh, on the D line, and all of a sudden we're talking about that Houston may not fit in, and he dropped eight sacks last year. That is a good thing if you're yeah. a Lions coach or a Lions fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, saying goes, you can never have enough pass rushers, and so um, the, the Lions may literally have too many pass rushers, and you might see them have to cut a guy that's going to get swiped up. Maybe they maybe they swing a you know a late round pick for for one of these guys. Whether it's James Houston, which I I, I don't think will happen, but maybe maybe Julian O'Quara, you know, former third or fourth round pick. Um, maybe he's a guy that that someone else sees some value in, and, and will give the line the sixth or seventh round pick for. Um, it's just it's just kind of a matter of fact when you have seven when you're maybe seven deep at edge, you really can't construct a, rock, a roster to keep all. Seven, and so hopefully you can turn that into some some draft capital. And I think maybe that's something to look forward to uh, as as the preseason here comes to an end. So uh, as we're nearing the end of training camp, looking ahead to the final two preseason games before that NFL opener against the Chiefs for the Lions in Kansas City, what are question marks right now in terms of positions on both sides of the ball and special teams? 
Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of starting spots, there's there's not a lot left up for grabs. The, the starting right guard position is still very much a battle between Halapuli, Vati, Vitae, and Graham Glasgow, who who returned this year. Um, but other than that, I think you're you're talking about depth positions. You're talking about who's going to be the the third running back behind Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery after Justin Jackson suddenly retired, uh, and the Lions are kind of going through some injuries there. Um, you, 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 I guess you're you're also kind of wondering like how much Brian Branch is going to play right away because. The way things have been trending in the past two or three weeks of, of, of training camp, it really feels like Brian Branch is your starting nickel corner, which means C.J. Gardner-Johnson is now basically a full-time safety, which means Tracy Walker is coming off the bench, which is kind of a, an interesting and a little bit of a surprising development. But when Brian Branch has just been playing so well, um, it, it feels like the Lions don't want to take that guy off the field, and understandably so. Um, yeah, and then beyond that, like the, the edge position, like we said, is, is still very much a battle. I, I guess – Maybe one of the more intriguing ones um, is, is off-ball linebackers, is the Mike linebacker, right? Is um, Jack Campbell, is he going to start week one? Are the lines going to take it slow with him? Because Derek Barnes, a third-year guy who, who just is, you know, really everything seems to be clicking for him this offseason. Does he start as, as the Mike linebacker? And the lines kind of ease Jack Campbell into the lineups just so that they don't overwhelm him. You know, this is a guy that they, they think is going to be there for a decade. So they don't want to put too much on him too early. And, and if they have enough confidence in Derek Barnes, like I think they currently do, and rightfully so, he's been playing very, very well. Um, maybe maybe Jack Campbell, your, your first-round draft pick, is in the day one starter. And I don't think that it, – it's kind of like the edge position. You're, it, you have a little bit of an embarrassment of riches at linebacker right now, and that's not a bad thing. Jeremy Reisman, uh, it's not a bad thing when we have him on. Great insider <laughs> when it comes to Lions, Pride of Detroit – Follow Jeremy on Facebook, Twitter, Pride of Detroit, same thing. And also uh, online, yeah. I, look, look where our conversation is at from just a year ago. And think, right. about, think about where they're better than one season ago. Uh, they're better at running back. I, I, again, the wide receiver position could be, but that, that with J-Mo, they're better than a year ago. The line, I think, is at least you have Glasgow, so maybe – Maybe it's even on that call, better on the defensive line, better at linebacker, better in the secondary, uh, and now better at yeah. backup quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's why it's easy to look at this team and say, hey, they were 9-8 and eight last year. They should be at least two or three wins better than that. It's not really how the, the, the league works, and, and obviously – Every season is different, and some players are going to regress that you don't expect to regress, and an injury will hit here or there, or you know there'll be some surprise team that you that everyone was sleeping on. But but yeah, when you when you kind of look at it, the basics of of how this roster is constructed, even compared to last year, like you said, they've upgraded almost every single spot. Uh, I, I would even argue offensive line. I mean, if if they can say healthier than they were last year, which shouldn't be a challenge because they were not very healthy last year on the offensive line, um, they should be better too, and so. You're just, I mean, you're, you're kind of, as a Lions fan, I, I think you're just sitting here waiting for a, a shoe to drop, whether it's a, an injury or, or what, but um, it, it's hard not to think this team is in a significantly better spot than where they were last year, which is why the, the expectations and the hopes are so high for this franchise right now. Uh, look at the athlete upgrade from a year ago. So a year ago at this time, even though he's suspended, they didn't have J-Mo coming off that knee injury suffered at Bama. Uh, Gibbs, Laporta, uh, Montgomery, uh, as much as you want to talk about Jamal Williams scoring touchdowns, I'm going to tell you what, if that line is the same they were last year for Jamal Williams, you might get 25 touchdowns uh, from Montgomery uh, between the tackles. 
Uh, Laporta, again, go down the list. Uh, you mentioned CJ. You look at Branch. I mean, my God, Campbell. This is, I mean, the linebacker position is going, you know, all of a sudden you talked about Houston and Rodrigo. These guys may not find time to get on the field. Yeah, that, and that's, that's, I look at that linebacker room and I think we, we undersell just how quickly that thing turned around. Um, because, yeah, like this time last year, we were watching Hard Knocks as, as linebackers coach Kelvin Shepard was screaming, saying, don't make me start a rookie, uh, a six-round rookie. And, uh, and they had to uh, because there wasn't anyone else in that room that could play alongside Alex Danzaloni. And now you not only have Malcolm Rodriguez, but you have Derek Barnes uh, another year under the, 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 under the league where, where he seems ready to go. You have Jalen Reeves Maven, a guy that they very much like beyond just their special teams contributions. And then obviously you get Jack Campbell in the first round. And so, yeah. It's it's three or four or five guys that they're comfortable throwing out there in the defensive role where last year they were struggling to find two. Jeremy, uh, always good stuff with you, my man. Uh, enjoy the evening. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Again. All right, Jeremy Reisman, Proud of Detroit. Follow him and Proud of Detroit. Facebook, Twitter, online. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports and the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long, right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here with a reminder that you can join me in the Michigan Sports Network on Wednesday, August 16th from 3 until 6 p.m. as we're broadcasting statewide live at the Coach's Corner on 7 Mile and Livonia at the Fox Creek Golf Course. You can help us raise money for Folds of Honor to help children of fallen soldiers and first responders receive college scholarships that their fallen loved ones would have provided. You can also enjoy the live broadcast and 22-ounce drafts for 5 bucks. Domestic bottles are just $3.00. 75 cent bone in wings, $2 homemade potato skins, and many more specials. Dine in only. All vets, we thank you for your service, and you'll get half off all day August 16th at the Coach's Corner on Seven Mile Livonia at the Fox Creek Golf Course. So join me there, and you can check them out online at Coach's Corner Bar and Grill of Livonia.com or go to the Michigan Sports Network.com website for more info. Shop back-to-school lunch and snack favorites this week at Meyer. Right now, when you shop hundreds of items across the store, pick any seven, and you'll pay just $1 each when you buy seven or more. Get seven for $7 on Totino's Pizza Rolls, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, Pringles Grab-and-Go or Cheez-It Cups, Glasso Vitamin Water, or Meyer Sandwich or Snack Bags. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Join the Purple Community and Van Andel Institute for the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge experience on Wednesday night, September 6th at 7 p.m. All proceeds will benefit Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Get more info at VAI.org. He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking a Labatt. Hold it. Did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a Labatt? How about a Labatt Blue Light? Uh, yeah. 
Hey, buddy, you can do it! It's a left to right break, just outside the cup, a touchdown hill. Appreciate the support. You guys mind if I put now? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd. Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, 2023, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt Regulations, U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, Limited. Hey, buddy, where's my Labatt blue light? He made the putt for crying out loud. I want my Labatt blue light. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan, wrapping up a Tuesday broadcast. Don't forget, at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills, you can enjoy a $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket with fries. $6.99, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. at all brands, Steakhouse and Grills. For the one close to you, go to brands.com. You'll find a brand's. In Bay City, Caledonia, Holland, Granville, Leonard, and downtown GR, and also in Cascade. Again, for the brands close to you, just go to brands.com. That's brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge. 